One of the biggest advantages that conservatives have is their media presence. Conservatives have a wealth of radio talk shows, podcasts, and YouTube channels that allow them to effectively spread their message. We should have the same on the left as well. This is why I want you to go to growleft.liberaldan.com. We are at a turning point in the history of this country. There is no reason why the ultra-conservatives and MAGA-types should be as successful as they have been. Extremist conservative ideas are unpopular, while left-wing ideas like Medicare for All, abortion rights, and marriage equality are at all-time highs. But they have the messaging, and we need to build up our radio shows, podcasts, and YouTube channels to fight back against their extremist conservative messages. Liberal Band Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you give a contribution at growleft.liberalband.com, you will be doing two things. That money will be spent advertising causes on the left, like body autonomy, marriage equality, voting rights, and in support of or opposition of candidates. And that commercial airtime will be spent on smaller shows, podcasts, and YouTube channels to help them grow larger and be more successful. We get to kill two birds with one stone, but I can't do it alone. I need your help. So please go to growleft.liberalband.com and make your contribution today. That's growleft.liberalband.com. Growleft.liberalband.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax-deductible as charitable contributions. That's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. And if you want to join us live in the YouTube chat room, just go to youtube.com slash liberaldanradio. I've stopped using the blog talk radio chat because I just pretty much use it for the phone and for the, uh, and for the audio clips. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the YouTube thread or at liberaldan.com or facebook.com slash liberaldan or at liberaldan radio on Twitter. Uh, we're going to <laughs> we're Voltron shirts. It's on like Voltron. So I wonder why we're wearing matching shirts, Demonox. Some talented person must have designed these shirts, uh, being one of us on this, in this conversation. <laughs> So anyway, uh, yes, Demonox is the one who is responsible for the It's On Like Voltron shirts for the Voltron group. Uh, hopefully we'll form Voltron soon enough yet again. Uh, shouts out to Wes, one of the Liberal Dan Radio patrons who is falling asleep. Also shouts out to Aaron and Jolie, the Mod Squad, and everyone else in the first Liberal Dan Radio patron, Demonox as well. Uh, we also got Cesar, Chris, uh, Julie as well. I believe that's the list. <laughs> so got a bunch to talk about. We're going to be talking about Grow Left in a bunch. Um, 
Aaron West, I want a Voltron shirt so Voltron can be on me. Oh, my. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Can that be arranged, Demonox? Can we get Voltron on Aaron? Um, I think we can get that arranged, can't we? Um, I mean, you're working at a different place. Can you still make the shirts? I don't know. We'll see. I guess I'll respond in chat. Hey, uh, Laura Mipsum, thank you. Shouts out to all of these sparklers who are... Uh, who said you had to behave, Aaron? Uh, shouts out to all of the uh, uh, sparklers who are joining in after Hal's show. I'm guessing Hal's done uh, if there's a raid coming in. So, hey, Jeff, thank you for joining. Appreciate you. Um, we're going to be talking about the Grow Left, my Grow Left idea. I have touched on it a bit uh, in previous shows, but we finally got the link up and running. If you just go to growleft.liberaldan.com uh, or... Uh, growleft.levelfield.net, but I just made sure it's growleft.liberaldan.com to make it easier to remember. Uh, if you inadvertently type goleft.liberaldan.com, it'll bring you the same place as well. Um, so, um, <clears throat> so we got a bunch of other stuff to talk about before we talk about Grow Left because I think it, it's important. I think it's a better idea maybe than to stop the coup because uh, to stop stop the coup was hyper specific and grow left can work to help stop the coup and as well as doing other things. Um, so, and we'll talk about all that in, in a little bit. Uh, big news from, you know, this past week uh, from yesterday, uh, from Reuters, Reuters website, we had the, Joe Biden came on TV to talk about it. U S kills Al Qaeda leader, Al Zahari and Kabul drone missile strike. Uh, so just like Obama took out bin Laden, uh, Biden takes out uh, Al-Zahiri while, you know, Trump is useless. Let's see, Jeff voted here yesterday. And once again, they tried to talk me into a re- taking a Republican ballot um, in Missouri, I'm guessing. Hi, all from Missouri. Uh, I mean, could you troll the Republican ballot? I mean, if, if, if to me, if, if I had the ability to take a ballot, and I knew that the Democratic nominee was secure. If I was in a closed primary state, I'd, I'd go vote in the Republican primary just to just to mess with them. Vote for the vote for the candidate who I think is easier to beat of the top two than the one who might be able to win more easily. I mean, that's it's a risky gambit. Uh, some people have done it well. Some people have not. Uh, I think I think it was Missouri. Uh, one of your former uh, senators, uh, I think I've talked about, uh, let's see if I can remember the name. Missouri Senator. It's right? I don't know. Let's see. McCaskill, yeah. Claire McCaskill is the one that uh, she did advertising for the more extremists of the opponents. Like she would run like this person is too conservative for Missouri, uh, targeting the voters who would be attracted to such a person and thus allowing that person to get the, the primary win in the Republican primary, thus making it easier for her to lose. Now, there are people uh, like uh, Z Radio, for example, who or other uh, progressives or I don't know if I'm called Z Radio progressive, but they're progressives who've, who've complained about Democrats funding Republican elections and doing that because they think that that's what caused Hillary to lose because they were trying to push Trump as the worst option, not realizing, I guess, that 
people would fall in line behind Trump like a cult. And I mean, who could have known when Trump entered that election that people would fall in line uh, behind him like a cult like they did? I mean, it's crazy that that how much I don't think anybody would have predicted that Trump was going to win the darn thing um, until he started getting traction and winning primaries. You know, before that, I mean, people were like, okay, well, maybe he'll win one, maybe he'll win two, but the, the Republicans will, you know, make sense and they'll start picking somebody who's more reasonable in quotes, but, you know, as, as reasonable as a Republican can be. Like, I might call Liz Cheney a reasonable Republican, yet she's still garbage because of all of the positions she supports, like, you know, her being pro-life and supporting the overturning of Roe v. Wade, etc. cetera. Um, but I think it's, it's a... Uh, if, if, if you have the opportunity, I think as a Democratic voter, where if you where the Democratic nominee is assured, but maybe it's you have the potential of pulling out a victory against a more extremist Republican, then it might be a good idea to, as a Democrat, vote in the Republican primaries, even if it means you have to change your 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 party affiliation, which only really matters. People are only going to question that if you ever think of running for office, because if you ever think of running for office, you're going to have to explain your gaps in your party affiliation. Like if I ever ran for office again in Louisiana as a Democrat, I would have to explain <clears throat> why I was registered no party for several years. And that would be, A, we have open primaries, so being registered for a party isn't necessarily that important. And B, I was pissed off at the Louisiana Democratic Party for endorsing unrepentant convicted felon Edwin Edwards for Congress when there were other Democrats in the race. It's not like Edwin Edwards was running up against David Duke again. He was running in the in the primaries. And I think them endorsing Edwards enabled hurt other Democrats running on the same ticket in the federal election. So, um, so that, that's, that's why for a while. And then I joined back and I, and I re-registered as a Democrat for the 2020 primaries simply because of the fact that I wanted to make sure that um, I could vote in the Democratic primaries. I wanted to, if I had the opportunity, I guess, you know, Warren was my favorite, but Warren left before the Louisiana primaries, and it was already going to be Biden by the time it got to Louisiana, but I felt like I wanted to vote like, you know, in honor of my grandparents in the primary. Now, in 2016, you might say, well, why don't you want to vote in 2016? Well, in 2016, as I said back in the podcast back then, if it didn't matter to me if Hillary Clinton won, it didn't matter to me if Bernie Sanders won, because I would have enthusiastically supported either of them for president against whoever the Republican nominee was going to be, because I was concerned that the Republican nominee was going to get the name up to three Supreme Court nominations. And again, people called me crazy. And what happened? Because I, I'm, I'm right more often than I'd like to be on certain things, on, on concerning things. Only thing I was wrong about was I was concerned that Donald Trump was going to try and increase the number of seats on the court when he had a Congress and Senate, when he had Congress's control and him, I was concerned that they were going to do that. And fortunately, he did not. Um, now, of course, we have the opportunity to do so, but it won't happen unless we elect at least one or two more senators, if not more, uh, because we can't rely on Manchin or Cinema to do the right thing. Uh, and it would be nice to be able to have a majority of Democratic elected senators with them, with some cushion. So because, you know, whatchamacallit. It is what it is. Thank you. Um, 
We also have had the Alex Jones trial. If you're coming from Hal's show, um, yeah, that, that he was talking about that a lot. If you were watching along with Hal's joke chat, I was a little bit obsessed with um, this clip that I got by listening to Hal's show a while back about Alex Jones talking about his dad schlong. My dad's cock is a lot bigger than mine. Yeah, apparently. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, just wow. I wonder if there are any pictures on uh, on his phone that got sent over to the attorneys of his dad. You know who as well. Um, I, I kind of want to do like a. Uh, my name is Alex Jones, and when I'm not when I'm not thinking about my dad's enormous penis, I listen to Liberal Dan Radio or something like that, like fake things. Like I, <laughs> I don't want to see that. Nobody wants to see that, Aaron. Uh, I really don't. Um, although you never know. Maybe maybe it is really that impressive. You never know. Um, <laughs> then again, I mean, not not I'm not body shaming or anything, but I mean, just because it's bigger than his doesn't mean it's big. I don't know. I mean, just just a just a thought. Um, he mentioned on board with the bill. Is he thinking cinema will tank it and take the heat off of him? I mean. The the bill which which one though because the PACT Act did finally pass. Um, speaking of the PACT Act finally passing, this week's hypocrites of the week are Senators Crapo, Lankford, Lee, Loomis, Paul, Rish, Romney, Shelby, Tillis, Toomey, and Tuberville. All of these are senators who have claimed to support the troops in the past, but they all voted no on the PACT Act. To see who next week's Hypocrites of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, that's right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on YouTube.com slash Liberal Dan Radio or blogtalkradio.com slash Liberal Dan. And so there you go. We have uh, 11 Hypocrites of the Week this week because all of those are the 11 people that voted no uh, on the PACT Act, which basically uh, was trying to make sure that our people who served overseas uh, who were in close proximity to the burn pits because they had no other way to, I guess, eliminate the garbage that they had, and hence they breathed in bad things and got sick. And uh, President Biden believes uh, his uh, Bo Biden, his son Bo Biden, uh, he believes that uh, the condition that he eventually had him uh, pass away at an early age was because of those burn pits. Um, and so they wanted to make sure that those medical costs would be fully covered, um, basically saying, if you served in those areas, we're just going to presume that whatever condition that could be caused by these burn pits was caused by these burn pits, so you can be covered. And of course, uh, Rand was one of the people standing up, um, you know, trying to prevent the vote by saying, well, you know, according to the CDC, this amount of people who are over 60 or whatever um, may, you know, already have this condition or that condition. So why are we going to automatically assume that it's because that I'm like, look, if you served in the military, maybe you should just as a, as a, as a condition of service in the military that you get your health care covered for all of your health care, for no deductibles, for no premiums, you just get covered because you served in the military. How about that? How about we just do that? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I think the best way that one of the best ways that we can support the troops is 
by making sure that we don't go into unnecessary wars, that we, that we try and avoid war as much as possible, that we make sure that individuals, that we're not, we're not throwing our troops into the meat grinder, that we're not you know, getting involved in wars that we shouldn't be getting involved with, which is probably a lot of the wars that we get involved with, uh, making sure that we handle things better diplomatically, uh, making sure that you know, we have, you know, make friends, you know, with, you know, responsible and intelligent leaders who don't want to, you know, you know, A, you know, rile up our allies and B, cozy up to our enemies and threaten our national security and threaten NATO security. And, you know, like, you know, who did in the last term. Um, But, um, you know, if we do send the troops over, overseas in a combat role, or even if they don't serve in a combat role, even if they go and they serve and and they're just serving at a base, or if they are serving at some base overseas, or even if they're serving here at home or on a ship or on a boat or wherever they're serving, just as a, because they're not getting wealthy off of their service. So at least have them as a perk, get medical care covered a hundred percent first dollar for everything. Now, I also support Medicare for all, so everybody can get the sort of same thing. And then, you know, you pay for that, you know, maybe with some increased taxes as you grow in income so that there are people who are, in effect, paying premiums via their taxes so that they're getting that coverage if they so choose. But, you know, that's another story, I guess so. Um, But I guess there's the other issue, I think, with the infrastructure bill that Manchin did sign on with with the – with the, uh, the newest, like, kind of hybrid version of a toned-down Build Back Better with some green stuff in it, like that would make requirement to recapture methane uh, and stuff like that. And I think Cinema, I'm not sure if she's on board with that or not. Uh, hopefully she will be, and if she's not, I mean, what, what, it's just ridiculous. That's why we need to elect, uh, was it Val Demings, I think, is running in Florida, and you have uh, other people in other states running for, as, as, as Democratic candidates. And, and that's why we need to get at least one or two more seats so that I'm not as super nitpicky as Hal is when it comes to the fact that we only have 48 elected senators. Yes, Bernie Sanders is, is, is caucuses with the Democrats. And until he stops caucusing with, caucusing with the Democrats, I'll count him as a 99.9% of the time reliable vote on issues that are important. Um, that being said, you know, we, we, we only have 50 people who caucus with the Democratic Party currently, and that allows one to say, I have power now, I'm going to try and do what I need to do, or I have power now, and, and so I can't abuse it, I can't show my voters that I'm voting in a way that's contrary to them. So you have, we need to have enough seats so that you can have Democrats in states like Arizona be able to be like, you know what, I can't vote for this. But I'm not hurting the party by not voting for this. Um, Carl Smith, hey, thanks. Good, good to hear that we're going to have a major influx of, of uh, folks in from Hal Sparks Mega Worldwide, Sparklers, uh, Jalapenos, or Hal's Angels, or whichever label you want to have from them. I'm guessing Hal Show's ending now, uh, which is good. I mean, I, I love to have y'all stopping over. I appreciate those that do. Um, Let's see, we have seven concurrence and seven likes, which is a good thing. 
Um, if you haven't liked yet, please make sure to do so. Uh, again, as you, if you can support the show, the best way to support the show is subscribing to the channel, uh, sharing videos that you might like, uh, making sure that other people know, because especially if you're a supporter of Hal, uh, simply because of the fact that when I get to a thousand subs and my goal is to get to a thousand subs in less than two months now, uh, the end of September is when I want to get to that. Uh, I'm going to make it rain on Hal show. Uh, I'm going to do a big, yeah, I'm either going to do a big super chat or I'm going to do a Venmo, which Hal will probably, I think Hal gets to keep all of the Venmo which is probably better for Hal, but the Super Chat is more visible. Uh, so we'll see what we do. Um, but if I can get to 1,000 subs by the end of next month, I mean, I'll do it whenever I get to 1,000 subs, but I want to get to 1,000 subs by the end of next month because I think by the end of next month is when I'll also hit the 4,000 hours requirement, which means I'll be able to monetize, which means I'll be able to have um, people paid memberships, uh, Super Chats, and stuff like that as well. Uh, but currently the only way to Super Chat or whatever is to either – uh, send me a Venmo or go to buymeacoffee.com uh, slash radio, or just click on the buy me a cider button over at liberalband.com if you want. Um, again, being a patron as well, patreon.com slash liberalband or patreon.liberalband.com. Either way gets you there as well. As low as three bucks, you can buy commercial advertising if you have any sort of projects that you want to do uh, as well. Uh, Peter and Brad, hey, thank you for joining. Oh, we jumped up to 12 concurrent viewers. Awesome. So thank y'all, Sparklers, House Sparks listeners, fans, et cetera, for jumping in. Again, I always appreciate y'all, Wes Webb, going to bed with the audio seal on. Best wishes. Thank you, Wes. Get some good sleep. Make sure to be well-rested. Take care of yourself. Um, and have a good night uh, to you. So, but yes, so we have all of those ways to support the show. We also are going to be talking about, again, uh, the new way, I guess, while we're waiting for uh, people to load in, let's go ahead and just run commercial breaks so uh, so uh, Aaron can hear uh, <laughs> Aaron can hear uh, Demonox's voice <laughs> as well. I'll come back, take your calls as well. Uh, 914-803-4131. It's 914-803-41. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kind of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the liberal band radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. 
On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Deminox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2, where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdeminox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, carry code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. Or you can leave your questions in the chat at youtube.com slash liberaldanradio. If you're listening after the live broadcast, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. I'm in the show thread at liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan, at liberaldanradio on Twitter, or here on YouTube as well. If you have not subscribed to the channel, please make sure to do so. I'm trying to hit 1,000 by the end of next month. And if you're a supporter of Hal Sparks, I'm going to make it rain on Hal Sparks show uh, when I hit a thousand subs, because it would be mostly because of y'all uh, that helped me reach that next level on the podcast. So appreciate that. And also make sure to like the video. I mean, if you dislike it, it also helps the metrics as well, but I'd love to see the likes as well. Uh, yes, Deminox, that last guy was very sexy sounding indeed. Uh, I agree 100% wholeheartedly. Um, anyway, so... Let's see. Uh, somebody said something. If you go back to uh, Jeff Curry, go back to write it's a small world, right? At least you won't want to go back. I used to think that way. In fact, there was one time where I went uh, and it was closed. I went with my family and it was closed. And I was like, yes, no, it's a small world. But in reality, um, what happened was, you know, I started going on the ride with my kids and seeing my kids look at everything going around and be like, ooh, ooh and then having a great time on it. So, seeing my kids enjoy the ride helped me enjoy the ride more than I would have had I not had kids with me. So I, uh, I happen to, it's one of the benefits, I guess, seeing how your kids react at many of the different rides, not just, uh, at, not just like it's a small world, but yeah, I mean, for a while, it, that was my least favorite ride. One of my favorite stories to tell about me and my wife is she was going just with her mom, like early on in our relationship. And she was just going with her mom. 
and she knew that I didn't like it's a small world. And she, uh, she's like, well, just because I know you, you, you don't like it's a small world, I'm going to call you when I get on the ride. So what happened was I'm getting on my way. I'm on my way to go, go drive somewhere. I think go hang out with my friends or whatever. I'm like, let me just give her a call and see how she's doing. Well, I called just as she was sitting down on the boat. She sat down and felt a vibration in her, in her shorts or whatever. And then all I hear is her laughing. And then I hear why she's laughing because in the background I'm hearing, it's a small world after all. And so at that point we realized that we had a link. We must have a link. Um, so whenever we, anything happens where we both think the same thing at the same time, it's our link. So it's a, funny, cute story, I guess, from me and my wife's relationship. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Alex Jones looked like he was going to cry after getting caught in that lie. Well, clearly, because, you know, it's Alex Jones and, you know, he, I'm trying to work on my Alex Jones impression um, just because I, I need to make more impressions. I like doing impressions and, you know, sometimes I do well, sometimes I don't. Um, yes, Longhorn, is, it was definitely a love connection. Clearly, because we got married in 2007, and we've been married since, so it's been 15 years. Um, you know, granted, that might speak poorly of her decision-making skills, but then again, you never know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so the, the, top, the story of this, the topic of the show, and, and, and the, uh, this is the season premiere, so this is the 11th year, the beginning of the 11th year of Liberal Dan Radio Talk from Left, that's right, and, you know, I've had, you know, moderate, you know, people coming in, coming out, watching, listening. And this year, I think, has been my most successful, especially since Hal started calling into the show. And hopefully at the end of this month, he'll call in again. I think last month, unfortunately, he had his uh, toilet issue that it made it impossible for him to call in. And that's fine. I had lots of content last week, so that was totally cool, totally understandable. I'm, I'm not mad at it at all. I'm, I'm upset that he had to deal with, you know, such crap. Or I think, fortunately, it was the tank, so it wasn't crap. Uh, but... Yeah, he'll he'll be back on uh, again, and that would that would be awesome. It's it's one of my highlights, my highlights of the show because I've always liked Hal as a comedian. You know, I've always I always thought he was really funny, and and since I've been watching him politically, uh, he's he's just spot on with the facts. I mean, he he's excellent, and he is one of the great uh, assets that we have on the left uh, for uh, talk radio to spread the message, to fight conservatism, to, to, to make people understand, you know, this is the problem. This is how we need to fight. This is the issues. These are the facts. Um, he's really good at that. There are other examples uh, of people who are good, you know, from the Stephanie Miller show and the rest of the other people in the sexy, sexy liberal podcast tour. Uh, you have other folks who might not be part of that, who also, discuss things from the left, like the folks that might be on like Sirius XM, uh, you know, kind of the, the bigger folks, the higher folks up there, uh, the ones that are very well known. Um, but one of the problems that I've seen uh, that we on the left have, and I say on the left, I'm talking about people just left of center on. So that, that could be, you know, centrist Democrats, that could be liberals, that could be progressives, that could be leftists, that could be even socialists if you want. Um, those, that the entirety of the people who are on the left side of the American political spectrum, and I make sure to make that clear because there are people who nitpick and we're like, well, 
you know, Bernie Sanders would be center right in Europe. Well, fine, but we don't live in Europe. We live in the United States, and our political realities are our center is a particular spot. So anybody left of that center is somebody who is a quote on the left, even if they're not officially leftists according to their label. Um, so uh, this is why uh, I've decided to, you know, I think, but I think we have other shows and the conservatives have many, many more shows. There's the show that I often play clips from uh, Jeff Carrere show. Um, you know, who is on locally, but he now gets people listening to him nationwide. So he's grown from a local New Orleans area or Louisiana show, or he's gone from a New Orleans show to a Louisiana show to now people are listening to him around the country. Uh, you have, he gets like a syndicated on Real America's Voice. Uh, you have other people on that same radio radio station. Words are hard, I guess. I don't know. You have same people on the same radio station that are also trying to work up those shows and trying to build themselves up. I have a friend of mine who is a conservative, but uh, he was able to quickly go from, you know, just being on the WGSO station to being syndicated around the state. And then as he grows, so conservatives right now have a very strong hold on talk radio, on podcasts, on YouTube channels. Uh, you have a bunch of you have, you have you have a bunch of options. You have you have a bunch of places, and that every single opportunity that you have, person you have out there on the right, is you know a, a chance to hit a voter, a chance to manipulate the voters, a chance to mislead. One of the people on that show that I listened to this morning is the guy who's a complete wackadoodle, but he. He basically projects what conservatives do on liberals, and he gets and he gets to make those points, and he gets to make those points unchallenged. And every time a conservative gets to make points unchallenged, is a time where conservatism wins. And as I said in the beginning of the show, in my, in, the, in my commercial, uh, as I'll say in the video that I'll be releasing publicly right after the show ends, and I'll be talking about it in this show. Um, there's no reason why conservatives should be being as successful as they are. We saw yesterday with Kansas exactly what happens when liberals, leftists, progressives come together, ignore their petty BS of, of infighting, and work towards a common goal. In a conservative red state like Kansas, that used to have like Brown back as governor, that went for Trump by like 15 points. They came out, had the biggest turnout of any primary that they've had in a very long time, and they were able to stop the amendment to the Constitution that would have explicitly denied the right to an abortion in the Constitution, thus allowing the state legislature, which is a supermajority conservative, to be able to pass restrictive anti-choice legislation that would have uh, eliminated body autonomy in the state of Kansas. It was a, I mean, I'm shook personally. I was shocked that Kansas was been able to get that done and get it done convincingly. I mean, by, I think, a bigger margin than what Trump won the state with. So that's just evidence of what liberals, leftists, progressives, et cetera, can all do when we drop our petty bullshit part of my language, and work together to get things done, which is 
why uh, let me go ahead and change the background here for a smidge why I've started grow left so what is grow left grow left is this idea of basically the people from level field approached me and they said look um, we have we have this ability. What, we're, what we want to do is we're reaching out to uh, left-leaning bloggers, podcasters, etc., and we want to give y'all the opportunity uh, to use uh, the tools that the big boys get to use, like the big players, the big money donors get to use, like the super PACs, like the other. You know, we may hate the idea of super PACs and how PACs are used and abused, but it's part of the system right now. So it's like you, let's say you were playing a game of basketball and you didn't like the fact that three pointers were allowed, but are you going to not take three pointers? If you have a good three point shooter, just because you don't like three pointers being allowed. No, you, if you have the open shot, you're going to take the three pointer, even though you don't like it because that's the rules of the game as it's currently played. Um, yes. Nick rich vote blue, no matter what you do. Absolutely. Um, but in order to help facilitate that, this is why I want to, growleft.liberalband.com, which will bring you to the level field site. So level field basically handles the legal stuff when it comes to um, what, the, what do you want to do with this money? Do, and we'll, they're going to either use their own, um, they're, they're going to use their own existing uh, political structures. Like if they have a 501 C three or whatever, if they have a, uh, whatever the appropriate ones for a super PAC might be. 501c3 is a nonprofit, so that doesn't count. Um, but anyway, whatever the legal mechanism that you, you would have to use to be able to do whatever it is that we want to do with this money, it will allow us to do that. Let, let's say we have to open up a PAC in a state or something. Or let's say we have to open some sort of campaign in a state and have official legal framework if we're targeting something on a state level. Or let's say we're targeting something on a federal level. We need to have this legal entity if level field doesn't have it already level field will make it for us and will allow us to use those tools to be able to do things like buy advertising to be able to do things like you know let's say we wanted to buy advertising that would um target the unfairness in elections let's say we wanted to do that well one of the things that they would make sure that we legally do so that we that we do so in a legal way and we can create ads and put those ads in important locations, play those ads in important places, you know, where they need to be heard. So, you know, and, and let's say if you have to do something that's like issue advocacy, so we might want to run an issue, like tell your Senator that you want uh, to, you want your Senator to vote for such and such on this important issue and let them know how you feel about it. You know, that maybe that might be another type of, of, uh, fundraising or, or political entity that would allow you to do that in you know either a political state or a certain state or several states or what have you. Um, let's say you wanted to support or oppose a candidate. At that point, there's some, you know, legalities of how much that I could be, I can be in charge with, but I could be like, oh, I want this money to go towards funding X. And then I'm like, okay, we're going to spend this money. And then I find somebody else to run it for me uh, so that there's no coordination between me and the person doing it they handle that they they have you know big money lawyers on their side that that know all of this stuff and can answer any questions and can deal with anything um 
you know, any legal questions that we might have. So that's kind of the, the, the top level view that that's, they handle the legal stuff. So then how am I going to use, how is my intent on using anything that's contributed to grow left at liberal.com, which you can either type it in your browser or I made the QR code that should bring you there. I didn't test it. So maybe I should test it, but um, uh, that QR code will also bring, should bring you to grow left at liberal.com and you make a contribution there. And uh, so, so the two things that I want to do with the money that's contributed to that, to that organization, either, either uh, we're going to use it to spread information about causes that we want to spread information about. Like, let's say, let's say we decide that it's important to, uh, in order to grow left, we're going to support Stacey Abrams, right? Okay. So we're going to support Stacey Abrams. So we're going to run, we might write ads in support of Stacey Abrams, um, this is just a hypothetical speaking. I don't, I'm not saying that we're doing this right now. We're going to support, let's say we spend money, some of this money to go support Stacey Abrams in her run for governor this year or whenever the next, whenever the next time she's running is. So we do that, but let's say we do that, but we do so, we, but we pay for those ads in support of that candidacy. We might do so on a progressive radio show running in the state of in Atlanta or running in Georgia somewhere, or maybe we find a podcast that's in Georgia or a YouTube channel based out of Georgia. We do, we, we, we pay for the advertising, but we also do so in a way that helps smaller podcasters, smaller bloggers, smaller uh, YouTube channels, help them grow. We grow the left. We help give, send money to pay for those commercials through those smaller podcasters to allow them to grow. And we may also spend money just advertising grow left. And as maybe I'll cut my big a minute, 30 second commercial or however long it is down to 30 seconds and send them so they can see the, the website, watch the video, et cetera. And maybe we just advertise grow left just to help grow left grow and get more support for that so that we can spend more money other places. But that's basically the point of what I want to try to do with this. I had a previous attempt with doing this and uh, it was called stop the coup. And it was more, tar- it was specifically targeting uh, the uh, actions of the Republican party by gerrymandering and voter suppression and trying to trying to reduce democratic turnout so that they have an unfair advantage in elections. Now I can still support that with row left. That's one of the probably things that we will support with Grow Left. But because Grow Left is a much wider idea, we can do other things with it as well. So uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. Uh, there will be a video that I'll be posting again on uh, liberalband.com. I'll, tw- I'll share it out on my Twitter channel, on my Facebook channel as well. I, I'm, but it, it would also be linked to from growleft.liberalband.com. And... When we do that, um, you know, when, when that kind of grows up, it, it, it'll help, I guess, grow the left. It'll, um, my goal is to not just advertise for um, political causes for, and, and look, they might be, I might advertise on progressive podcasts. I might advertise on liberal podcasts. I might target centrist. I might even target leftist podcasts. I probably won't target the Young Turks uh, because I think one of the requirements I think that I'll have when it comes to media types that I will be supporting with this is that I will be 
wanting to make sure that it's not somebody that's actively involved in attacking other people on the left. Like if you're involved, if you're, if you're the type of media network that's spending more time attacking people on the left, than you are attacking the Republicans, attacking conservatism, attacking the attacks on, not attacking the attacks on, you know, autonomy, um, marriage equality, et cetera. If you're more worried like the young Turks are with attacking house sparks, then you're worried about attacking, you know, Mitch McConnell and um, Fox News, then no, I'm not probably not, I'm definitely not going to spend money on the Young Turks unless they snap up. I mean, they probably don't need it. They have enough people supporting them as it is, but other shows like that, that are too, I mean, look, if you have a valid criticism, like if Joe Biden did something, I'm not going to not criticize him if he did something that I disagree with. And I'm not going to tell anybody that you can't you know, point out individual things being like, I really wish this person would have done this more. Like I'll, I'll not saying like, like talk about Joe Manchin. Like I'll criticize Joe Manchin all day long. Um, Hey Andrea, thank you for joining. Um, Let's see less. I like it. Little Dan, I really do. I agree. I I hate pack money, but also you're right. We play within the rules of the engagement as they are. We have to be proactive. Absolutely. Um, And so we have to use the tools that the other people get to use. And this allows us to do that. We also have to, and I'm trying to do this in a way that if, if this becomes successful and we start being able to gain a lot of contributions with, through, this, through this link and be able to start working on something and get done, I'm hoping that we could start fostering left-leaning podcasts as well, growing that network, you know, maybe making a, uh, a, a podcast network, a Grow Left podcast network grow left media network. Maybe we work on that as well. Maybe we, maybe we're able to get people from California to Maine, to Florida, to Alaska, to Hawaii, all over the country, building up smaller podcasts, giving them greater reach. I've used this kind of discussion in my first video when I kind of talked about how, why you need to support smaller podcasts is that, you know, in major league baseball, you have the major leagues and I'd say like, okay, your major leagues might in, in comparison with the media, you have like, you know, MSNBC, you have your Stephanie Millers, you have your Tom Hartmans, and people may think different things about either of them, but you're just using them as examples. I think Michael Signorelli is, is one of the ones that are kind of the bigger ones on SiriusXM. You know, even, even your Hal Sparks, I would say Hal Sparks is very well known. So you have those people, and that's, that's your major league right there. That, those are the upper, upper echelons of what you, you should have. But you should also have echelons lower. You should also have your farm team in major league baseball, you refer to the minor leagues as your farm teams. You, you want to be able to foster talent. You need to be able to work, you know, somebody starting off a podcast like Andrea Brower's doing uh, somebody's, you know, who's, who's going to be, you know, growing a, a new podcast, you know, check out uh, her. It's uh, anchor.fm slash Andrea slash Brower. Aaron, share that link in the, uh, in the chat, if you will, or Jolie, one of you uh, can share that in the, in the link to make sure that people know, uh, Andrea's podcast is coming up as well. Um, you know, help that podcast grow from, you know, small amount of listenership, let that grow up. You know, Benny Loco has a YouTube channel that could probably get more support. Um, you know, we have a lot of people in this chat that, you know, Demonox, the word according to Knox, or if he decides to rebrand, you know, let, get Demonox to, you know, get more well, more seen, more heard the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast. 
but not just the people that I know. I want to be able to reach out to other people and be like, look, hey, I want to buy this advertising on your website. And we're going to do so. We're going to buy, we're going to advertise either Grow Left itself, or we're going to advertise for a particular political cause. Maybe it's, maybe if, if we had this six months ago and raised a lot of money, maybe we would run, maybe we would run ads in Kansas and be able to say, hey, we want to, you know, we want to make sure that you vote no in Kansas. Now, fortunately, they didn't need our help. They did a great job by themselves, but we could target specific issues, ballot initiatives, specific candidates, pro or against. The the world's your oyster, so to speak, on what we could do with this. This can only be as successful as everybody helps make it to be. Let's see. And let's see. Of course, if Benny Loco gets her new computer hooked to her new microphone. And look, we have lots of techie nerds here that could probably help do just that. Let me know. I'm sure Deminox could figure it out. There, there are plenty of people who could probably help that out as well. Um, let's see, Ethan Willow. The Young Turks, unfortunately, does not really help all Democrats like they should. How tried, how tried to avoid pigeonholing Democrats? And yeah, no, I have my – the problems that uh, Hal has with the Young Turks, I've had with the Young Turks, and I've had directly with some other – I've called them Russian bots because I think that there could very well be Russian bots. But, um, you know, I had people on Twitter that I was yelling back and forth at calling me Republican Dan because I guess what for, for reasons, whatever those reasons are, I guess I'm Republican Dan. And this is an April Fool's and it's not, I'm not Republican Dan clearly. Um, but according to them, it's those two sides of the same bird. <laughs> You know, but yeah, Patty anyway, it's time to go Kansas on the Republicans. Yes. Carry on my wayward Dems, uh, to borrow from the band, Kansas. Um, but no, I think one of the things that actually gives me a little bit of faith, a little bit of hope that um, we may actually be able to pull this off in the fall, that we may be able to not just keep the Senate and keep the House, But, and when I say keep the Senate, I mean make sure that we have the Senate majority leader and make sure that Mitch McConnell is Senate minority leader, Mitch McConnell, and make sure that we have, you know, we don't need uh, Vice President Harris to be the tiebreaker, that we have enough so that she doesn't have to be the tiebreaker. Expand by one or two at least seats. Expand the House. Um, You know, I I think that what happened in Kansas really gives me uh, uh, it gives me confidence that if we do get together and work together and fight against what the conservatives are trying to do, that we can really stop them in their tracks right now. That we don't that we we can get that done. But we need all hands on deck, just like Kansas had all hands on deck. We need all hands on deck nationwide. We need, to be, we need to be fighting at every single level. We need to fight on school boards. We need to fight to get on school boards. We need to fight to get in city councils. We need to fight to get in state legislatures. We need to overwhelm the state legislature elections so that when it comes time to redrawing maps, that we can draw the maps in such a way uh, that are fair. I'm not even saying that we should redraw the maps to make us a lock to do what the Republicans are doing, because that's what the Republicans have done. The Republicans have gerrymandered in such a horrible way that they've made it a lock that they're going to win unless you have an, an amazing turnout. 
But as we saw in Kansas, you know, even though Kansas has a super majority of Republicans in the legislature, you had people stand up and say, nope, we're not letting you do this. We are not letting you taking a, take away our rights. The current Kansas Supreme Court ruling is that there is a right to, right to an abortion. We're not going to let you amend the Constitution to take that right away. So, so, but we need to fight. We need all hands on deck, every level, at every aspect of government. Winning congressional seats, winning Senate seats, winning states that you know you normally wouldn't think that we'd be able to win, winning governorships, winning Secretary of States. Because let me tell you, the Secretary of State uh, election, and I think, is a mildly concerning in Arizona because the guy that won the Republican primary in the state of Arizona. Uh, is the guy is a guy that was there on January 6th. He is a uh, I don't know if he's QAnon or Proud Boy or whatever his wackadoodle affiliation is. You know, he's the type of person that is an election denier. He believes in the whole big lie uh, that the election was stolen from Donald Trump, and you can't have that type of person there. So you have to get behind the Democrat who's running for that position. You have to get behind the Democrat. That's running for the governor's race, who I think was the secretary of state who defended against the claims that there was voter fraud in the state of Arizona to begin with, uh, was he had to Michigan. You had, I think in Michigan, you was one of those cases. I think in the third congressional district of Michigan, you ended up having one of the 10 Republicans who voted to impeach Donald Trump. Uh, he got beat. He got beat by, uh, a, a Trump back to point D. So Trump basically is getting involved in these elections and he can say, you know, okay, well, we're going to, uh, we're going to try and replace all of these people to try to vote me out with other people. But I think the Democrats also ran ads in that district, basically saying how overly conservative this guy was, which I think helped him win because the Democrats in that state are thinking that again, just like uh, they did in, in Missouri under McCaskill, uh, that, uh, if you if you if you allow or help the more conservative the more wackadoodle candidate win in the primaries it makes it easier for the Democrats to win in the general election and hopefully that's not a gamble that burns us in the long run hopefully that's a that that works more often than it doesn't um, we'll see we will see what happens in that particular district that is a red district now, I think it was Jer- I think the district borders got moved so that could have hurt the incumbent i don't know but maybe it'll help the democrats i don't know but maybe what'll help the democrats is is seeing a pro-trump pro-election was stolen ridiculous crazy wackadoodle running for the seat and make enough people who are independents or who are moderate republicans go no we don't want that we're going to vote for the democrat hopefully that's the case and hopefully it doesn't burn uh, them in the long run. But that's, again, another race that if with this thing took off, if growleft.liberaldan.com took, takes off and we're able to do the things that we want to do with it, uh, maybe that's another race that, that, that could be targeted because part of growing left includes uh, the, uh, the idea that we want to be able to move Congress to the left. We want to be able to move seats. And that's one of the weird things that like maybe these young Turk uh, these young Turk types. And thank you, Jolie, for sharing the link to Andrea's uh, podcast on Anchor. Appreciate you. Um, one of the things these, these extremist type young Turk types um, will do uh, is they've argued with me on this before. Where I've said, look, 
we need to move Congress to the left. And if, in moving Congress to the left, that means electing you know, centrist Democrats to replace moderate Republicans. That means trying to elect you know, liberals to try and replace centrist Democrats. It doesn't mean running a leftist in a centrist spot. It means running like a, a, a liberal in a centrist spot. It means running a centrist in a right-leaning spot. It means moving everything to the left as possible. Now, of course, that's your left. This is my left. Um, so if – but left, some leftists have argued against that because they've said, well, if you, if you elect centrist or, or moderate Democrats in those districts – then that's just going to move the party to the right. And we don't want the party. So what some of these people want to do, and, and it, this is just mind-numbingly stupid to me, is they, they would rather lose control of Congress in, the, in, in order to keep ideologically pure than win and have to deal with the fact that maybe there's some, there's some moderates in there. Like the Cisneros, um, what's the other name? What's the other... Quaylar, Quaylar election, I think in Texas 23 is, is the one that they're worried about, where I think we have a lot of the, the establishment Democrats got behind uh, Quaylar, and I think Cisneros was the progressive, or maybe I'm messing up the names, I forget. Let's just, let's do a real quick, quick search just now, just to make sure that Cisneros is the one who was the more progressive one, running to try and defeat Quaylar in the primary. And Quaylar won by a little bit. And, but Quaylar in that district won by more than what Biden won by. And Quaylar is a pro-life Democrat. So what does that mean? To me, that means that the district is probably more Republican, more conservative than Biden is. And if it's more conservative than Biden, that does not tell me that a progressive is going to win that seat. But the leftists were mad that the establishment Democrats came into the district and supported the incumbent, Quaylar, because, well, they're like, well, if you're mad about Roe versus Wade being overturned, why are you supporting somebody who's pro-life? Well, the reason is because you want to win seats. You need to be able to keep the majority. You don't want to see House or, or you don't want to see Speaker of the House um, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy would mean you get to, they're going to be passing lots of pro-life things. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi is not going to allow pro-life things to advance its way to the floor, even though you might have a member or a couple members of your caucus that happen to be pro-life, that happen to be against you know, legalization of abortion, but they're still helping the pro-choice party stay in power, right? So, but these people also have blasted Tim Ryan uh, for his being pro-life before he went to the Senate, even though for like the six years he was in the Senate, he switched up and had a 100% voting record with Planned Parenthood. So to these people, if you're not ideologically pure from day one, you're, you're, you're somehow suspect. And I understand, you know, there's some people who are politically questionable. There's, I think, somebody running for some seat. I want to say it's in Kentucky. I don't know. Um, where the guy ran as a Republican last year, and now he ran as a Democrat this year, and he won the Democratic nomination this year, the Democratic Party in that, in that state's not supporting him. And well, why would you? You ran as a Republican two years ago. There's no reason to support the guy now. So, but again, 
these people would cut off their own noses to save their faces, um, which is craziness. Let's see. Let's let's kind of roll back. Let's see, Cheryl Nelson blogs. I love your idea. The Dems have needed something like this for a while now. We can't afford to let the only right get the money for this stuff. We need to, we need to do so for democracy. Thank you so much. That's why I think this has the possibility of taking off. Now it could be wrong. I've been wrong about this can take off many times in the past. Trust me. Like there was a time where I was doing a ride sharing blog because it's still up at Rideshare Dan. Um, shocking that it's Rideshare Dan because liberal Dan, nerdy Dan, etc. Almost I think the only blog that I have that's not Dan related is Budget Ears, uh, with my Disney blog or my travel blog, I guess. Um, I got this information from directly from some from one of the legal staff on Uber from Uber. They were in Kenner, Louisiana advocating against new regulations that Kenner wanted to place on ride-sharing, which would have basically eliminated ride-sharing in the city of Kenner, Louisiana. And they both kind of knew who I was already. I'd already kind of made myself known in the circles of Uber and Lyft uh, because I can be loud and vocal about things that I like or that I dislike. Shocking, I know. Um, and, and so they both wanted me to say, hey, can you speak this thing for us? And I was like, no. I'm not your paid employee. You can, you can say whatever you want to, and you can hand, if other people want to say, have these things, and look, I used to live in the city of Kenner. I know what the council is going to want to hear. I know what the citizens of Kenner are going to want to hear, even if many times the citizens of Kenner didn't agree with me. I know what they're going to want to hear to make this argument as best as I can. So you do your thing, but I'm going to do my thing. And something happened that never happened in the city of Kenner council chambers before. I got up, I spoke my piece. I gave my two, three minutes, however long I was allowed to speak. And when I stopped talking, the entire audience cheered. And I was like, what just happened? This, this doesn't happen with me and Kenner because Kenner's more conservative and I'm liberal fan. So um, I, get, I start talking. And at the time, Uber did not allow tipping in the application. The only way to tip somebody on the Uber application, well, we have a caller. Thank you for calling. I will get to you in a second. The only way to get somebody a tip on the application is either to, if they ask you for your Venmo, to do your Venmo. My Venmo used to be Rideshare Dan. Now it's Liberal Dan. But it used to be Rideshare Dan. So you could Venmo Rideshare Dan to give me a tip that way. And I had a couple of people do it that way. Or just cash. But because people often didn't have as much cash and they wanted to keep their cash and not everybody had Venmo, so it made it really difficult for you to be able to get tips from people in the application. So we're having a conversation. Um, it was me, the Uber legal guy, and the Lyft legal guy. And we were all having a conversation. And he, they were like, what do you like more, Uber or Lyft? And the Uber guy goes, well, when I dri- if I drive, I drive Lyft or whatever. And I was like, well, Lyft does have tipping in their application. And the Uber legal guy just goes, give us three weeks. I was like, what? You're getting tipping in the application? Yeah, it's coming. In three weeks? Yeah, about three weeks or so. Okay. Can I, can I report this? Can I put this on my blog? He goes, sure. I was like, do you want me to keep your name? Like, is this, is this a off-the-record type conversation? Is this, are you somebody who, uh, are you so, are, are, do you want me to not state your name? He's like, yeah, don't state my name. But yeah, you, know, you can say it, just don't say who it came from. I'm like, okay. So I called my wife on the right way home. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you're not going to believe this. I got the scoop. Like, 
Uber, the Uber rep told me that they're getting tipping in the application, and I'm the first person to know about it outside of Uber. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to, my blog is going to take off. This is going to be wonderful. I'm going to become a very popular ride-sharing blogger because I'm going to be the first person with this information. I get home. I make the video. I make the blog post. I start posting on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, all over the place. Breaking news. Uber gets Uber to have tipping in-app. And then what did everybody respond with? Everybody was like, you're full of crap. And I was like, what? Or like, this is just clickbait. I'm like, no. If this was clickbait, I would have been like, is Uber getting tipping in the application? Click here and find out. Uh, unfortunately, we don't. And then like the, in the clickbait article will be like, unfortunately, we don't know if Uber is getting tipping. No, Uber is getting Well, who told you? I can't divulge my source, but it's somebody who works at Uber, and he told me in three weeks we're getting tipping. They're like, I'll believe it when I see it. And I was like, well, when you see it, remember where you saw it first. And like three people came to the video and was like, yeah, I guess you were right. They got tipping. I'm like, woohoo. So yeah, sometimes I, I allow myself to get built up about something as being potentially very exciting. And unfortunately, it doesn't turn out that way. But so I'm not going to allow myself to believe that this is going to be huge in and of itself. But I do think it has the potential to be a very good tool. I think it has the potential, if, if it catches on, I think it has the potential of being something that could, again, not just help spread left-leaning, left-words messaging, you know, supporting things like body autonomy, uh, equal, marriage equality, uh, voting rights, et cetera, um, but, but also to help, again, the smaller podcasts build themselves up, to get new podcasts out there, to get people to increase their reach, increase their listenership so that what they say and what is advertised on those stations are on those channels and those YouTube channels and those blogs are get, get more listen, get more ears, get more eyes, get more traction. And if we can do this to do that, it'd be awesome. Now I'd also love it if y'all went to, you know, patreon.com slash liberal fan. If you supported the show as well, that'd be wonderful. You can buy me a cider here as well. Just subscribe to the channel. If you can't, if you can't afford to support anything financially, Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Make sure to like the videos. If you can't afford to if you can't afford to contribute to grow less at liberalband.com, you can still share it on your Facebook wall and your Twitter timelines and say, "This is a really good idea. Let's go ahead and support this," because um, that that will help as well. So, okay, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and scroll up and see what I missed from ChatWise. It's nearly impossible to say goodbye oh, while well, I missed it. Um, let's see, Carl Smith. One of the major problems is that a lot of voters don't bother to go the extra mile to read about what's on the ballot and become mechanical, not really knowing what they're voting on. And yeah, that's one thing that needs to be done. Although the Kansas people apparently did a very good job because there was a Republican text message and apparently they found out who the text messages came from there was a conservative text message chain that was trying to tell people that voting yes on the Kansas bill or the Kansas amendment would have supported and protected uh, body autonomy when the exact opposite was true. I, I think they probably got a list of democratic, you know, people who registered Democrats in the state and probably just messaged those people to say, Hey, vote yes to support 
uh, equality, because it's important body autonomy. In reality, when voting no was what did that. Um, so unfortunately, and, and unfortunately, like, it was so worded, so weird. Like, do you want to amend the Constitution to deny the ability of, or, or, or to take abortion rights out of the Constitution, or, or to stay, and then, so no was the way you wanted to vote if you were in support of uh, body autonomy. So it was very weirdly worded, and I hate when things are worded like that, and sometimes it's definitely done purposefully show. Uh, let's see, egg off Twitter. Uh, Mansion represents a state that voted for Trump by 30%. We don't get a progressive representative there by having Mansion in a big tent. We keep growing. Exactly. Um, let's see, Ethan Miller. Joe Manchin is an example of where we need to put someone liberal in that seat. Once tries. I mean, not, maybe not liberal, but maybe more center centrist left instead of it being center right, because I think Joe Manchin's center right. I don't know where Joe Manchin hangs his hat. When uh, on being registered as a Democrat, on being on on running as a Democrat, I think the Republican governor of West Virginia is more left left leaning than Joe Manchin is. I don't know why Joe Manchin is a Democrat. I'm not going to try and chase him away. I just don't know why he chooses to be a Democrat. It doesn't make any sense to me. I can't see any one policy position that he that he would agree with. But fine, if that's what he believes, that's what he believes. I mean, if he wants to be a Democrat and help us, no problem. But yeah, you're not getting anybody else that progressive or as progressive as I might want them to be in West Virginia. So you need to take what you can get when it comes to that. Um, let's see. Let's see. I don't think Manchin will ever retire voluntarily. He loves the power. He'll, yeah, that's probably true, Julie. Again, thank you for being the first Liberal Day and Radio producer, Julie. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe he thinks that by giving the Democrats power, he can help protect his wealth or he'll have, he'll have more of an ability to protect his oil holdings by being a Democrat, by being somebody who can, who can, cause they know, he knows that the Republicans are not going to try and hurt his uh, energy, uh, whatever's maybe he believes that he can leverage the anti, not, I'm not going to say anti-energy, but the anti-fossil fuel portion of the left, uh, that, that, wants to move to renewables, maybe he thinks that he could be able to leverage it so that he'll be able to maintain his money whilst working with the party to do what they want to do. And maybe if he's able to do so, maybe he's able to manipulate the market in such a way so that he gets to benefit from it uh, as opposed to other people. Maybe that's his line of thought. I don't know. That's just a stab in the dark. I'm not sure. But, you know, uh, I don't call her. I, I see you. Um, it is what it is. Thank you. Let me go through the chat, and then I'll get to you, caller. I promise. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mansion loves his boat. Maybe it should sink. Yeah, maybe. Uh, do you live in Benny Thompson's district? I do not. I'm in Louisiana, so um, I live in um, Troy Carter is my congressman. Um, so again, I'm, I'm in a very gerrymandered district. It's uh, it goes from New Orleans all the way to Baton Rouge and winds up the river. It's disgusting how badly gerrymandered it is. Um, let's see. We have to – yeah, uh, I just spammed all the way down. Um, let's see. Ain't it possible to say or explain damn near anything in two sentences or less? Sometimes when I have to shorten my uh, – when I have to shorten what I say, uh, I am able to, you know, sometimes – because I, when I ran for office back in 2004, I got very good at making 30-second sound bites. I got very good at, at basically kind of uh, 
right, you know, writing something so that it ends right at 30 seconds. It's how I'm able to, I don't have to do much editing when I do hypocrite of the week. I know exactly what I need to type and how many words roughly that'll get me 30 seconds. And, and if it's a little longer, I know to talk faster. If it's a little shorter, I know to talk slower. So I've gotten good at that. So let's see. Demonox, if you're not a Patreon supporter, you don't get to see Dan's super secret message. Yes, I had, I posted the, I posted the video initially. Um, one thing that I may be putting up at some time this week is uh, the blooper reel of me trying to make the Grow Left video. Now, the Grow Left video is going to be live after the podcast. I'm going to make it public. That's, you know, whatever. So I'm going, but I might show the blooper reel of, blooper reel of me trying to get it and then me just, just, just completely sputtering off on my words. So if, if you want to see that, you have to be a patron to do so. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Les is finally trying. I'm one of the Kansas women that voted no yesterday, but similar electorate. Um, but, but, but let's see. Let's see, Aaron West, I heard we weren't supposed to tip Uber until they had it in the app. That was the big lie. I mean, I had people in my car who's like, they said we don't have to tip you. I'm like, you can tip me if you want. I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I don't know why they're telling you not to, but, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. That's one of the reasons why I like Lyft better, because Lyft enabled tips. So I would pop Uber on, you know, either when they had incentives or when Uber had uh, – or when it was surging – uh, back when surging actually paid drivers well. Um, but a lot of times I chase Lyft simply because of the fact that the Lyft people was were able to tip. doesn't mean that they would, but they were able to. But once Uber allowed tipping, I, I drove Uber a little bit more when nothing was going on because I could have the opportunity to get more money on Uber. Um, anyway. Let's see, McConnell is a shoe-in for forever in Kentucky now. Let's see, how do we get Paul out of Kentucky? I mean, you just have to, you have to get people out. I mean, look, do you, did, you, did anybody really think that, um, that Kansas was going to vote no? I, I thought it was doomed. I thought Kansas was going to be yes. There was no way I thought that Kansas was going to win. I thought you might see some more people coming out, but – Again, they did what they needed to do. If that can happen in every state in 2022, uh, the GOP will rue the day. That will be the, – the, the overturning of Roe will be the, the perfect example of a Pyrrhic victory where they get what they wanted, but it only awakened the beast. It only awakened the voters and basically said, no, we are going to come after you now, and we're going to take you down because – you've awakened the monster that is the American electorate who is pro-choice, the 60-plus percent of Americans who will support abortion rights, at least in some form, shape, or form, and who want to see uh, the ability of individuals who, get, who could get pregnant to be able to have control over their own body autonomy. Um, I, I think by awakening the beast, they've managed to, they've managed to potentially seal their own faith, fate if the Democrats are unable to are, are stop themselves from seizing defeat out of the jaws of victory. Anyway, finally, sorry, sorry it took so long to get you, caller. What's your name? Where are you from? 
I'm Khalil. I've called before. I'm from Charlottesville, Virginia. Hey, Khalil. What's going on? How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, especially after the Kansas results. I'm doing excellent after what happened in Kansas. Um, we'll see. We'll see what goes on. I'll be good tomorrow, too. Tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to a concert, so I'm going to go see the Dan Band. So that should be a fun concert as well. But um, no, having a good podcast. It's, it's you know season premiere, starting 11 years, Liberal Band Radio, talk from the left, that's right. Uh, what you want to talk about today? Um, what I want to talk about today is um, basically like a lot of people, you know how um, we we need a lot of police reform? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't, that, that claim that a lot of people who hate on cops, I don't mean the people that have, have actually been victims of misconduct, but a lot of the people who hate on cops speak the loudest on YouTube. A lot of them don't actually want the cops to do the right thing. They just want, they want to fault the cops when they do the right thing, but then they want to defend them when they do the wrong thing. It's mm-hmm. like we've gotten, we've gotten the wrong crowd going against cops on YouTube. Well, it's interesting. The 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 back the blue types, the ones you know who wear the blue lives matter shirts or whatever, the ones you know yeah. who would typically argue, uh, you know, in favor in support of police actions when police do wrong, uh, are the ones that will argue that the police murdered Ashley Babbitt. Um, when in reality, these uh, these uh, individuals, when they say blue lives matter, they probably only mean blue lives matter when they are harassing, assaulting, or killing black people. Uh, but when yeah. they, because Republicans and conservatives don't like to be told what to do themselves, they just like to tell other people what to do. So when cops are attacking black people, they have no problem with saying blue lives matter. But when a cops arrest seditionist tra- tra- traitors who attack the country on January 6th, now it's, you know what are these cops doing now? They ha- now they don't like the cops. Now they don't support police action. So yeah, I've noticed that because I've noticed the same people that argue um, against cops that do the right thing. They're the ones that are against like affirmative action. And mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily I'm I don't believe it should go too far, but I'm not against it. And they are also the ones that um, like if a situation goes down, like a ten year old getting brutalized in Georgia, like clerk. Athens Clark, Georgia, you didn't mm-hmm. have all these people going up against the cops like you do when, like, an auditor, a professional auditor who wants to be a victim goes against the cops. I've noticed that, too. So I see what you're saying. And YouTube needs to – I don't. not that they need to stop the opinion, but they need to – if these people are not are going to harass the cops to do the right thing and call their apartments, but then they're not going to – do anything when they do the wrong thing, they shouldn't really be allowed to be on YouTube. They should be shut down. I mean, I mean, YouTube, I'm not necessarily going to say who YouTube should or shouldn't have on. I mean, it's, you know, by being, you know, owned by Google and, and, you know, a, a, a traded company or whatever. I, I think that, you know, I'm not going to tell who, who they can or cannot, but I, I've typically agreed a lot of times with people who have been shut down simply because of the fact that at some point you, 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 start doing things that are beyond just freedom of speech. Like, you know, you start inciting people, you start, you know, that, that's why, you know, Trump got kicked off of Twitter because he was inciting people to do the wrong thing. He was spreading misinformation that, in, that was doing so in a harmful way. Now, you know, I, I 
I don't, I'm not the type of person. I, I don't specifically typically use like the ACAB, you know, slogan. I typically don't come out and I say that, that, but I, but I, 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 I understand why the people who say it say it. It's just kind of like how talked about this on the show before as well. I don't necessarily agree with the general principle that quote rent is theft. Uh, but I agree with a lot of the people behind the, the, you know, who say that because a lot, a lot of the arguments that they make are true. So a lot of the arguments behind the ACAB movement are simply, are simply pointing out how not only do we have bad cops just who are, who act badly, but we also have a system of policing in this country that works to defend and protect bad cops. And as long as that's happening, we need reform. Um, and yeah. uh, sorry about that. I cut you off. No, no, go ahead. No, but you go ahead. Some people are going to uh, hijack the ACAB movement. They're going to hijack it and use it for criminality like they did the F the police thing, because now F the police thing is seen as a joke because criminals have selfishly hijacked it. Because I'm going to tell you something. There was a protest down in D.C. and um, against Trump, mm-hmm. and this guy, um, they uh, interviewed this guy and asked him why he was doing it. He was like, F the police. They asked him, did he have any problem with the police? He said, F the police. And he asked if you, your family had a problem with the police. He said, F the police. And I'm like, you selfish bastard. I mean, you're going to take something like that that means something social, that's for social justice and use it for your own criminality. That's just selfish. So I, I get kind of worried that some, there might be some people that's going to misuse the whole, you know, ACAB movement. Well, yeah, there, there are people who, there are people who, you know, are going to misuse, I think, any movement. Like, I think you just have to be careful and, and, and be watchful of it, be mindful of it. Like, when you had a lot of the Black Lives Matter protests over the, you know, the last summer, the summer of 2020 or whatever, um, you had the situation where uh, you had, A, individuals who had no part, uh, if, who didn't care about the protest in and of themselves, but who pretended to be part so they could use it as a cover to go commit other crimes like to go you know loot places and pillage places and do whatever it is they wanted to do they had that but you also ended up having like folks from the right like people who were i think a boogaloo boy was ultimately responsible in in, um in um whatever the town it was blanking off the top of my head but burning down the police station. It was a boogaloo boy that burned down the police station, not a member of Black Lives Matter. But the reason he did it, because he thought if he went and he burned a police station down, he'd be able to have it be blamed on Black Lives Matter instead of it being found out, oh, it was really this idiot. Um, That's because, that's why the January 6th insurrection never didn't get pulled off because, again, the people who were in charge of it or, or trying to manipulate the system in such a way to be able to have it happen are idiots too. So that's, that's yeah. one of the reasons why why it ultimately failed because they, they weren't the the sharpest knives in the drawer, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got your point. There are people who are gonna. We just have to be mindful of the individuals who do manipulate uh, who do manipulate movements for their own benefits, and that's gonna happen. Um, yeah. You know, almost any time where people can manipulate stuff, and, and you just gotta be mindful of. It. You just gotta make sure that. You know, you, you keep your eyes on shenanigans and make sure that uh, when, you know, movements are getting represented that you can catch the people who are trying to take advantage of it. So Yeah, because I've I talked about how people, how it, F the police has looked like a joke to Fox News. 
not mm-hmm. just to Fox News, but to other people, but, like, mainly to people that, you know, don't really understand the song and don't understand mm-hmm. the movement. Right. And, you know, it's just a sad, but, see, I don't usually say for your opinions you should get shut down, but the way I feel is if you're going to harass a police department, at least if you're going to not have your priorities in check, don't harass the police department for not doing no, for uh, doing their job right. That's when I say. Yeah, yeah. If the, if the police yeah. does their job right and then does what they're supposed to do, they should be applauded for doing their job and what they're supposed to do. Uh, but you yeah. know, and that that's the problem I think that that the right often doesn't have is that when we're being critical of police, like you know, you know, when they murder, you know, George Floyd, when they murder. Um, I was going to say Trayvon Martin, but that wasn't a police uh, when they murdered Philando Castile. You know, when, when they killed the people and they act in a way that either shows that they haven't been trained properly or that they're just clearly racist and are using their position to, to you know, uh, enable themselves to, you know, use their, use their power against black folks, um, they need to be called out. And the people who are apologists for that also need to be called out, which includes many people on the right who will be apologists for almost damn near everything a police officer does when it comes to their handling of black individuals, at least. So. Yeah. And I've called out Jesse Lee Peterson and Coulter and um, wild bill because Mm -hmm. they don't want to address things like white supremacy, but then they want to use us. They want to speak for us when it comes to going against other groups, especially marginalized groups. Right. You know, it's like, And I'm, I'm not, I'm not, if you're a racist, fine, but be content with that. You know, I don't need you trying to speak for me. Right. Well, there's the whole, like the, you know, people not understanding the song after police. It's like people don't understand uh, Rage Against the Machines killing in the name of, um, you know, for a while. They're like, when did Rage Against the Machine become, you know, progressive, you know, whatever. I'm like, they've always been that way. Did you not listen to the lyrics? I mean, some of those who work forces, are the same who burn crosses, basically saying the police force is filled with people from the Klan. You know, <laughs> that's what they were saying this yeah. entire time. It's not our fault that y'all didn't understand it, and y'all just liked hearing them say, F you, I won't do what you tell me, uh, over and yeah. over again. So, uh, Carl Smith is in the thing. Thank you, Carl Smith, for joining us. I appreciate you. Um, I did not talk about the death of the individual who died, uh, the congresswoman who died in the car accident to respond to your earlier comments. I don't know if I was going to get to it. Uh, I, I didn't have anything nice to say. So sometimes if they say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. So uh, I'm just going to, I feel sorry for her family. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> anyway. Um, anything else, caller, do you want to add to this conversation before yeah. I move on? Yeah. I mean, killing in the name of was, was mild and it was a great song compared to a fault of police because fault of police was a little bit biased. That was by uh-huh. Corporate Avenger. Uh-huh. And Corporate Avenger, they basically, the song would assume that a cop that dies was doing something wrong. But Killing in the Name of never did that. Right. So True. I don't see how That's... anybody can... Well, never I... underestimate the, the ability of conservatives to not understand the point. Yeah, <laughs> so... yeah I like, I like, Cor- I like uh, Rage Against the Machine better than Corporate Avenger for stuff like that. Sure. I mean, yeah, and and Tom Morello is like, there's that one famous own that he had where people were like, you know, a musician shouldn't, someone told him a musician shouldn't get political, and he was like, okay, well, I'm somebody with a poli-sci, I'm I'm somebody who has a degree in political science, so I'm going to use my political science degree to tell you how you're wrong. 
and he just completely owned the guy. So um, gotta love Tom Morello on that. Um, yeah. But again, thank you very much for your call. I appreciate you calling in again. You're more than welcome to call in any time. I am going to go ahead and hit uh, the second commercial break so I can take a, a few gulps of water. And then I'll be coming back and continuing the conversation on Grow Left and other things uh, to be discussed uh, in the chat as well. Assuming I could find the Grow Left uh, commercial block. There it is. Anyway, if you want to call, if you also want to call the show, it is 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will? <laughs> Catch you on the tune. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan.com. One of the biggest advantages that conservatives have is their media presence. Conservatives have a wealth of radio talk shows, podcasts, and YouTube channels that allow them to effectively spread their message. We should have the same on the left as well. This is why I want you to go to growleft.liberaldan.com. We are at a turning point in the history of this country. There is no reason why the ultra-conservatives and MAGA-types should be as successful as they have been. Extremist conservative ideas are unpopular, while left-wing ideas like Medicare for All, abortion rights, and marriage equality are at all-time highs. But they have the messaging, and we need to build up our radio shows, podcasts, and YouTube channels to fight back against their extremist conservative messages. Liberal Band Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you give a contribution at growleft.liberalband.com, you will be doing two things. That money will be spent advertising causes on the left, like body autonomy, marriage equality, voting rights, and in support of or opposition of candidates. And that commercial airtime will be spent on smaller shows, podcasts, and YouTube channels to help them grow larger and be more successful. We get to kill two birds with one stone. But I can't do it alone. I need your help. 
So please go to growleft.liberalband.com and make your contribution today. That's growleft.liberalband.com. Growleft.liberalband.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax-deductible as charitable contributions. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left. That's right. Again, this is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. And that's, you know, the, the intro to the show is also that commercial that I've just shared in the YouTube channel. Uh, the link uh, to the Grow Left video, that that is what that audio is based off of. And so if you can't afford to make a contribution to grow left or, and, you know, go, just like I said, like if you can't afford to become a liberal band radio patron or to buy me a cider uh, by clicking the buy me a cider link at liberalband.com or going to buy me a coffee.com slash liberal band radio. Uh, if you can't afford a financial support show, the best thing you could do is subscribe to the channel. So if you can't uh, afford to make a contribution to grow left.liberaldan.com, the best thing you could do uh, is you could go ahead and, share that video that I just shared the link to uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, on any other social media platform that you might have. Make sure to give it a thumbs up. Make sure to like it. Make sure um, spread the word. So that's, that's if, again, I, this is a tough economy. You know, we have, you know, with the increased price of gasoline, which has come down recently, but still, still higher than what, you've norm- what you normally have. The prices of other things have also been high. So I understand there are plenty of people who can't afford financial assistance, but if you, you know, just by spreading the word about the show, just by spreading the word about Grow Left, uh, that's all you need to do to, to help out. And who knows, maybe you might share it with a bunch of people who contribute hundreds of bucks to it. And if many people do that, then hey, cool. That's awesome. I appreciate, and I would appreciate your help on that. Um, Yes, do the go live instead of top chat. I don't know why I, for some reason, this always shunts me to live chat instead of top chat or top chat instead of live chat. So sometimes I can't see it. Uh, maybe I may have missed a couple of the messages there, but yes. Ethan, do you watch Tony Michaels? I don't believe I've seen Tony Michaels. So um, anyway. Couple of things I do want to talk about besides Grow Left. I mean, if anybody has any questions about Grow Left or, or even suggestions about things that we might want to do, you know, hey, you know, definitely let me know. Um, and if, one of the things about being a Liberal Day and Radio patron, you can be a Liberal Day and Radio patron um, just for three bucks a month. Uh, it, it gets you access to the Discord. Um, other people might be added at my discretion to the Discord as well. Um, that's fine too uh, if, if they are. Um, you know, that's whatever. So, but b- being part of the patron allows to be discard. One of the things we may discuss in the discord is what we might try and spend money on. What we might want to advertise first. Now, first I'm thinking the first advertisements for grow left will be advertising grow left, uh, to kind of spread that message out and then start working on individual, you know, targeting of areas, whatever, We'll get this to grow, get this to be successful first before, you know, we actually target issues. But I'd love to be able to start targeting issues during for this general election. That would be wonderful. But we need to grow more than just playing my ad on day one. So, you know, 
Wait, it's not. There we go. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um, but, but besides talking about that, I do want to talk about two things. Um, I probably am going to be doing a mini cast also on this particular subject on Grow Left, where I only talk about that and maybe I make it a little bit shorter, maybe keep it just the 20 minutes. Um, maybe maybe like 10 minutes and then 10 minutes I'll be discussing that. And I should have a link to that when I produce that episode. It'll it'll be on my you know minicast.liberaldan.com. It will also also post it on Facebook and on Twitter, facebook.com slash liberaldan or at liberaldan radio on Twitter. Um, also, um, what I'm going to also be looking for, and if you haven't done this yet, this is your opportunity to do so. Uh, I had a, I had a I had a call for the last week or two. Uh, if you want to be heard on the minicast, um, you can leave a voicemail message uh, at minicast.liberaldan.com. Sign up for your anchor account. You know, make sure to um, you know you can leave me a message and ask me anything you want to ask, and I'll and I'll and I'll get around to answering those things when I when I do get there. You know, if you're a Patreon, I might put you at the top of the list. But the other thing I've been trying to do is I, I don't quite yet have enough of people who have answered this question. Let me go ahead and share the link uh, on Liberal Dan on Liberal Dan website just to show what I'm trying to look for, and I'll also um, and it's basically what would child you have thought equals success. So what what do I mean by that? So, um, you know, somebody was like, you know, the the more grand things like, you know, uh, maybe being able to own a home might have been something like that. You know, maybe that's something that you might might have felt just being able to do that was successful in your mind. And that's not necessarily where I was going, but it's a fine answer if that's what you thought as a kid. If that's really what you thought as a kid was success meant I get to own a home, fine. You know, I kind of, I guess maybe my privileged self thought that eventually I would own a home um, because at least when my parents were together, they did own a home. And when my mom lived, you know, when we lived, I lived in an apartment for a little bit, but, you know, I always thought that, you know, I would be successful enough to have, it was, to me, it was a given that I would eventually own a home. Maybe again, privileged self-talking, I don't know. But what other things would you have said would have enabled you to say as a child, that's what I want. And it could be trivial things. It could be like minutia. Could you like, I get to do X or I own Y or I get to go Z, you know, go to Z places or whatever, or this particular place, you know, whatever that, whatever it is might be, you know, let me know. So you can either just respond to that thread at liberaldan.com. Or if you're a patron, you could, you can send me a message on Patreon or you can, my preferred method of what I want you to do, and I have two messages like this so far, is just leave me a voicemail message it's on, on minicast.liberaldan.com uh, that will enable you to, and I'll give you the minicast.liberaldan.com becomes this. Oh, somebody gave me a E-dub, something nice. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate you. Love you very much. You're awesome. Um, that's what you get when you buy me a cider. You get a nice little ding. Um, but anyway, if you go to 
that link on in the chat, which is which is what minicast.liberalband.com points to, that's where you can leave me a voicemail message. You can leave me your answer as to what you would have, as a child, would have made you be, quote, successful, whatever that means, um, as an adult. And whether or not, and also let me know if you got there or not. That's the other thing that, that, I, that I want to hear, like, because maybe if you got there, maybe that's just one positive thing to look at. And if you, I mean, but then again, if you didn't get there, maybe that, maybe it's either because child you was silly. Maybe child you was like, you know, I want to be able to eat, you know, maybe child you thought success meant I get to eat uh, cotton candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So maybe that was silly. Maybe you don't do that because you realize that's foolish. You, 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 you'd be paying the dentist a lot of money. So maybe that, but Maybe that maybe you did get what you wanted. Maybe you didn't. So I definitely, I, I just want to see like the feedback. I'm going to see like, I think it would just be an interesting show. So, but I need a couple more entries before I can go ahead and make that other show as well. Um, and one of the things, if you want to force me to do a patron, every Patreon, if you want to force me to do the mini cast every month, there is a patron that sponsors the mini cast. And if you sponsor the mini cast, you're going to force me to do two episodes a week or a month not a week, a month. So at least at minimum. So you can force me to do it by becoming a liberal day and radio patron as well. So um, let's see. Benny Loco. I have a cotton candy machine. I make medicated cotton candy. I am going to Benny Loco's house. Party at Benny Loco's house for medicated cotton candy. That sounds awesome. <laughs> do you have other food around to make sure that when you get the munchies that you can that you get to take advantage of that after you after you have your medicated cotton candy? I would hope so. Chips, Doritos, et cetera. Um, let's see. Boo-boo. See, Les is smiling and trying. I can't click on it. Just keep pausing in the cast. Um, that's weird. Um, but again, it, 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 this will be there. I think if you go to the description of this episode. So go to this episode description. You have the link to the anchor.fm.liberaldan.com or anchor.fm slash liberaldan. You have that link there. You have the uh, you have the link to Liberal Dan, so you can find the link there as well. And you also have the Grow Left uh, link as well, as well as the Patreon link and the Buy Me a Coffee link are all in the show description as well. So if you can't click on it in the chat, you might be able to click on it in the description as well. Are there any particular flavors, Benny Loco, that you have that you uh, make your cotton candy out of? Or is it just kind of just sugary sweetness goodness that gets you high? <laughs> Benny Loco, yay, lots of munchies. I like to munch. I was going to do a podcast, but then I got high. Sorry. Uh uh, let's see. Anything else that I've missed uh, in this discussion? Let's see, Jeff Curry. I'm so lucky I got my house paid off and student loans. I don't think I'm ever going to get my student loans paid off. I have so much student loan debt. It is absolutely ridiculous. It's to the point where, like, they talk about, like, oh, are they going to cancel 10000 of student loan debt or 50000 of student loan debt? I'm like, don't even bother. Don't even bother doing that. That's just going to pay off, like, half my interest maybe. Let somebody else have that money if you're going to pay off 50 grand, because I have like much more than that. And it's not 50 grand is not going to, it might reduce my monthly payment once we have to start making payments again. But yeah, no, it's, it's not, no, 
<laughs> I'm nowhere near this. So I need a full-on cancellation of my student loan debt. That would be lovely. Um, house, not, house won't get paid off till I'm in my 70s, I don't think. I think I have like maybe 60s. I think sometime in my 60s is when the house will get paid off. I got like 22 years, I believe, left on my house note. Um, unless, you know, I win the Yada thing. The Yada thing is I almost won like a couple grand on Yada on the cruise week when I went on my cruise. Uh, all I needed was, was, was two numbers to hit. I was already at, I think I got like 10 bucks or something that week on Yada. Yada is a fun thing to do um, because it lets you just put money aside for a rainy day plus. Uh, you have the chance of winning. Like last week, I won a buck thirty, which is basically more in, more interest than you get on on an on an account. So, yada.liberaldan.com. Uh, go to there and sign up. You only have to do twenty five bucks. You know, put put twenty five bucks away. You get a free drawing every week. Uh, you get a chance to you know you get a chance to earn. You get a savings bonus every month. You get you you get your chances at your drawings every month. What I've basically done is I have I have a, a Sophie account and a Yada account. I have some of my direct deposits going into my Sophie account, which is getting like 1.8% interest, which is higher than almost any savings account right now. But I'm taking some of that money and feeding it into Yada to be able to be able to spend some things like that on Yada and, and just have it all work. I think Yosh, the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast, Nimbus Yosh is much better at getting people at signing up to Yada than I am, which is, I don't understand it. Um, but yeah, I hate my house, but it's paid off. Um, I thought it was pronounced Yoda, the Y-O-T-T-A, Yada. Maybe it's Yoda. I don't know. But yeah, I, I always pronounce it Yada at liberaldan.com. I don't know. Um, yeah, I have problems with my house too, Jeff, but it's far from being paid off. As a Julie, we had to refire a house to pay my husband's student loans. We had paid about 60K over 20 years and still on 65 because of Dickinson. See, that's the thing. I wouldn't have done that because you can do income-based repayment. And if you do 25 years of income-based repayment, um, they're supposed to wipe your loans off at that point. So um, that's why I'm just going to just reapply for the income-based repayment once we have to start paying again, because during COVID, we haven't had to pay for a while. But once we start paying again, I'm going to do the income-based repayment, probably have to pay like maybe two, 300 bucks a month, maybe, I don't know. Um, and yeah, that, that will get nowhere near where I need to be when it comes to paying off my student loans. But if you make 25 years worth of payments at that level, uh, you, you, you should get the loans wiped off. Uh, where we had far too many deferments. I don't think the deferments matter. I think you just have to make the 25 years worth of payments or whatever it is to be able to make those IBR. I don't think I've had tons of deferments. I can't tell you I've abused my deferment so badly. Like I, like I deferred it to the, the absolute very last minute. And then I had, was it Sally May or whatever it was, whatever it was before it got switched to fed loan servicing. They messed me up when it came to trying to get the, uh, cause I was working for a nonprofit so I could get the, the public federal public service forgiveness, whatever public PSLF public service loan forgiveness. I got, I was, they messed it up, so they deferred me administratively for another year. Then I got switched over to the MyFed loans, and then I started getting a couple of – I got a couple of payments in with the in, minimum income payments for doing the PSLF. I think I got a year's worth of student public service in when then I lost that job and I had to go part-time with that job because they lost grant funding. So 
Um, it's been um, it's been crazy. Meanwhile, just my interest has been just piling, piling, piling up. So let's see. Um, I may refi the Florida home or buy a, a place here in Cali, but after the market drops, to make sense. Uh, yeah, what's done is done. Honestly, should have never gone to college since he's never used his degree. And that's also it's also let's talk like. One of the things about me, if, if I managed to become a very successful podcaster and get, like, nationwide coverage, Les bought me five ciders. Oh, Les, you are awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Five ciders. Uh, and awesome. Thank you for, for supporting, uh, for appreciating what Grow the Grow Left does as well. Awesome. You're so cool. That's, that's sweet. Um, I need to make that bigger, I think, because sometimes it's it's hard to read when I'm when I'm looking. Maybe I just need to keep the screen bigger so I can read it better, um, make it maximized. Um, Aaron, I have rooms I have been in for many years. That's also true, Jeff, in my house. The room that's right behind me, right there, like over my left shoulder, is has junk in it. I mean, it's it's a spare bedroom, and we haven't been in, we haven't used that room. For anything but junk. The only reason I had to go in it in the past year is because in that closet, in that room, there's like a door that kind of popped off. And one of the cats got in and got into the side attic when they got up to the top attic, attic, and then was sitting in the, the little stair thing to the attic, just going, meow, 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 just like completely stuck up there. We had to go save her. Uh, so then I'm like, how did you get in there? And then I went to go into the room and be like, oh, that's how she got in there. Okay, fine. So I went ahead and closed that off, and hopefully it remains closed off. But, yeah, Ethan, that's why college needs to be cheaper and structured for actual job training. Absolutely. Jeff has seven bedrooms and is single. Party at Jeff's house. <laughs> Man, that's, that's a seven bedrooms. That's nuts. Um Retreat in a moment of triumph. Surely you overestimate their tractors. <laughs> nice. Um, the old republic will vanish. Equal forces of Emperor Vladdy and his uh, apprentice Darth Marmalade. <laughs> is that Trump? Is is Trump Darth Marmalade? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard him called Darth Marmalade. I love that. That's awesome. That is incredible. Um, Kimchi, Jeff can be trade. I have tiny bedrooms and five cats and a teen. At least you have more of a. I I was almost tempted to get a fourth cat because my three cats don't like me. Uh, but my son is the cat whisperer. Um, he just all the cats just love him, and only only one of my cats will come say hi to me, and that's only to get scratches, and then she'll walk on me, and she won't even snuggle with me. Snuggles with my wife. The other one who's deathly afraid of me. We'll snuggle with my wife, but not me. See, Trump goes to jail. Uh, <laughs> all of my cats turn their heads when liberal Dan meowed. <laughs> That's great. I guess I speak cat well. That's hilarious. It's funny. My wife uh, wanted me to, and, and actually Jeff, Aaron's right. Now might very well be the perfect time to downsize because the housing market's so high, you may be able to get a lot of money for a seven-bedroom house, and then be able when when the market tanks, you can be able to be able to afford a very much nice a much nicer house that's smaller that more fits your needs. I mean, I'm not an economic advisor, so this is just my opinion 
speak to an economic advisor to, about such things. I, I can't, you know, don't take economic advice from me on, on such things. But um, let's see, Benny, look at my cat is attracted to my head at bed at night. She sits on it like a hat. Um, yeah, mine doesn't. <laughs> they snuggle up to the side of my life. Mine just just hate me. Um, apparently, so I, I so I might be I might be good with other people's cats. I might be able to speak to other people's cats. My cats just hate me. I've tried to tell my cats that I um that I'm gonna get a dog, and that if they don't snuggle me, then I'm gonna get a dog. Uh, it hasn't worked yet, may, but eventually I will get the dog, and you know then they'll be upset because the dog will probably own the bottom half of the house at that point, uh, because that's what happened previously when we got our last dog, Sushi. Uh, Sushi was like a year old or, or just a newborn, a new puppy when we got her and we had Sylvester, who was a cat and Sylvester. Once Sushi started getting bigger than puppy size, Sylvester only stayed in the upper part of the house. And we had to put a baby gate up to keep Sushi from getting upstairs so that the cat could have some safe areas. So, um, Jeff Curry, I want all 4,000 beagles. Um, how's this here in the market for maybe days before they sell? Yeah, I mean, the market's crazy. I mean, I've had people texting me about, do we want to sell your house? Um, you know, we, I think we have, like, we owe 120 on the house or something. But, like, the house that's exactly the same as this house sold for over 300000 down the street. It's just a matter of, okay, we sell this house. Maybe we get, like, 250 for it and get 120000 of cash out of the house, but then we have to go live somewhere. Where do we go live? I don't know. That's, I don't know where we would go. It doesn't make it, so it doesn't necessarily make sense to sell because we have no place to go. Um, so, but one of the funny stories I was talking to is my wife wanted me to do, um, where do you live, Benny Loco? Is that 750 for a one-bedroom? Ugh. Um, Oh, I didn't even know that there was 4,000 beagles that were being used in experience. I don't think I've heard that story. Um, anyway, so one of the things I wanted, my wife was like, can you, can you do your podcast from the bedroom today? So there's a reason, because when we evacuated to my mom's house for Hurricane Ida, uh, I tried to be, I, I, you know, some, when I do the podcast, I could be very animated. I could talk a little louder. I can get a little, you know, just talking about stuff. And I could be, you know, as loud as I want in here, I'm, I'm two rooms down from my wife. My, you know, my kids are usually downstairs below. Usually can't hear me, whatever. So I could be loud and whatever. But I didn't know how well sound traveled at my mom's house. And even though we were on the upper floor, it was a very small area. And I didn't know how, if the sounds would travel to the fence or whatever. So for the weeks that I was doing the Liberal, Liberal Dan Radio podcast away in Georgia, I was doing the podcast in a much more subdued voice like this. So it almost sounded like I was on NPR, like I was doing a very soft, low conversation. And so normally my wife would, you know, my wife would be sleeping in the bed behind me and she would, she stayed up for like as long as she could, but I would turn around and 15 to 20 minutes into the podcast, she would be fast asleep because my voice would have lulled her into sleep because of the soft voice of liberal Dan radio talk from the left. That's right. So that, yeah, that's, so she was like, help me go to sleep and do the podcast for my room. I guess normally most people would be insulted by that maybe because, what, is my podcast boring to you? But no, she just wanted me to do the show with a very low-sounding voice so that she could, 
you know, so, so that she could be lulled to sleep from the smooth sounds of liberal Dan radio talk from the left. That's right. Instead of the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast. <laughs> so anyway, um, maybe I should do like liberal Dan helps put you to sleep. Soft and slow voices for the people who like NPR. <laughs> Welcome to Delicious Dish. Start talking about food. Here's our host, Pete Schwetty, talking about his Schwetty wiener. Anyway, hey, Dementia, thank you for that. Is TV2 still here? I saw TV2 had jumped in earlier, but I didn't get a chance to say hi to TV2 because uh, I was busy with the uh, with the caller on the phone. So, um <laughs> Well, see, I don't believe you're sleeping, Aaron, because you typed Z. You typed all the Zs. Anyway, so, so there you go. Dan is making me sleep. So I need to I need to become more animated and talk more loudly and be more put more oomph behind my voice for Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh But yes, I love. Well, there's both episodes of SNL because there were sweaty wieners and then there's sweaty balls as well. Um, I love watching. Uh, I love watching it, especially when the people have problems topping themselves from laughing. That's what's, that's just hilarious. Hilarious. So to speak. Um, let's see. So just to, just to recap, uh, again, if you haven't liked the video, haven't liked the show so far, make sure to please like, if you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure to subscribe. Um, go, if you can't afford a sports show, patreon.com slash liberal fan, um, or you know, one time buy me a cider, uh, buy me a coffee.com slash liberal Dan radio, or go to liberaldan.com and click the buy me a cider link. Uh, also make sure to not just, if you can afford to support grow left, uh, the grow left cause, uh, there's the link. Uh, it's, it's one of the last videos I've pushed. Um, I've shared the link in the chat. Uh, I should edit this. I should edit the show. That's what I should do. Um, growleftliberal.com is there, but I should go ahead and uh, copy that and paste it into here. Uh, grow left commercial. Put that in the show's description as well on YouTube. So the link for Grow Left is there as well. There you go. It's saved. Um, so if you go to the show, just, if this episode's description, you'll see the link to Grow Left as well. So you can share that. So even if you can't afford to subscribe uh, to, or to, to become a patron or to support Grow Left or to do anything, which, again, I fully understand, you know, it's awesome that you're just here watching with me. I love that in and of itself. But just make sure, you know, subscribe to the channel and share that video. And when you share the video, tell them to subscribe to the channel and to support if they can or to share if they can and lather, rinse, repeat. Um, next week, my plan, um, next week, the plan is, um, let's see, my favorite is Miss Rafferty and Kate McKinnon kills an apparent, yes, that is hilarious. Those paranormal skits when she just talks about all of the places where the aliens have uh, gone ahead and probed her and prodded her and uh, left certain body parts hanging out. Those are just hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I love those. And it's one of those where it's just they just start laughing and they can't control themselves because Kate McKinnon is just so damn good at what she does. Um, next week's episode of the Liberal Day Radio podcast is going to be what I'm going to call to as the MLM show, like the multi-level marketing type show, where 
we're going to talk about, uh, at least for part of the show at least, um, kind of what to watch out for with MLS. Because, look, <clears throat> most MLMs are terrible. Most MLMs, every MLM that somebody tries to tell you about, you should take very skeptically. And I'm, I buy products from two of them. I don't push them a lot because I know people don't like to hear the, the spiel. And I don't need to make money off of these companies because I just like using their products. Like, you know, CBD spray that I use from time to time. Like maybe, you know, twice a day or whatever. It's good. It helps. But I'm not sitting here trying to promote it and trying to get you to sign up and become rich. And You're going to become rich if you said no. Anybody who tells you you're going to become rich off of doing these things, again, be leery of them because they're, they're most likely lying to you because most likely you're not going to get rich off of these things. But I'm going to talk about my experience with several of them, uh, some good, some bad, uh, and my other exposure to other people using them, you know, mostly bad. And there is a, um, there's a good documentary uh, that will kind of go over a little bit on LuLaRoe, the LuLaRoe leggings people. Um, my wife and a former friend of ours were involved with that as well. And that's terrible. That's a, I'll flat out right now say that's a terrible, 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 terrible company. And the, there's kind of like a guideline that I'll, that I'll explain. It's like, how do I view um, these companies? And, and how, why, would I, why am I involved with the ones that I am involved with currently? And why would I not be involved with most other ones? So maybe that might be 15 minutes. That might be two hours. So if you've had experience with it, email me, liberaldenradio.gmail.com. If you've had uh, good or bad experiences, love to hear horror stories about it. I mean, there's plenty of horror stories from LuLaRoe. So if you've had other horror stories, be they like Herbalife or uh, whatever, um, just, you know, I'd love to hear about it. Love to be able to talk about it, bring it to the chat or whatever, because that's pretty much going to be, this upcoming week's episode is, is, is what to look out for with bad ones and how to tell if one could be worth your while or not. So I'll leave it at that. Um, there's actually a picture, Andrea, there's actually a picture of me that was in my memories, I think today, of me wearing a lovely pair of LuLaRoe leggings. Uh, because when they were doing the whole LuLaRoe thing, I modeled a pair for them because it was one of the plus size ones. I guess I'm a plus size gal. So, um, so yeah. Let's see, what is it? Uh, win a champagne audit. Yeah. I mean, both of the ones that I'm involved with do have the possibility where if you build up your organization enough, you might get a car or you might get a stipend or whatever to, to get a car or whatever. Um, again, if, I get there, sure, okay. I'm not expecting to get there. And that's the thing. I'm not expecting it to be anything other than I like these products and I get a good deal for them. As simple as that. Um, let's see. I, let's see. I, I don't. I don't know if I've shared that picture publicly though. But I, I, I might post it in. Uh, maybe I'll post that picture in. Uh, in the whatchamacallit, in one of our uh, whatchamacallits. In, in our uh, discords, either in your discord or 
if you're not in my Discord yet, I'm going to have to make sure to add you or to make sure that Aaron or Jolie send you the invitation so that you can join, if you haven't yet become part of my Discord, because you'll get to be one of the people who doesn't have to be a patron to join the Discord. So um, low expectations is less than disappointment. I mean, that's true with anything in life, right? I mean, set your, set your expectations low, so if you get higher than that, cool. Uh, although the other the other side of that coin is if you should if you you know you should always shoot for the stars uh, because even if you miss you're still getting up there or whatever I don't know um, I kind of like a, a kind of a cross between the two where I like to set my sights high while keeping my feet firmly planted on the ground uh, make sure that I'm you know as steady as I can while trying to do things uh, let's see uh, let's see. Let's see, be right back. My wife bought me a bowl of breaded okra. Yummy, tasty, gives me gives me gas. <laughs> is it like fried okra? And is it fried pickled okra? Because that's one thing that I had. What My work uh, had a crawfish boil, and one of the other food that was served along with the crawfish boil was whole fried okra. But when I ate it, it was pickled okra. And let me tell you, that was amazing. I'm, I'm usually okay with fried okra in and of itself. It's fine. But the fried pickle, I love fried pickles, and the fried pickled okra was great. So, let's see. There is a vacuum company called Rainbow Vacuum. Never knew they were MLM. <laughs> a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of the whole vacuum salesmen, vacuum cleaner salesmen, even if they don't have... Uh, whatchamacallit, even if they don't have MLM, still also seems kind of sketch in and of themselves. But uh, let's see, it is spicy. Ooh, I like spice. Give me some spice. Air-fried breaded spicy okra. I'm down with that. Um, I'll tell you, the pickled okra wasn't slimy. I think if you cook it right, um, it, it, it doesn't necessarily get slimy either. Although I typically like okra in gumbo. Well, gumbo is the word for gum, okra. Anyway, so, anyway, wait, I'm not, I'm not over the thing yet, so I need to... It is what it is. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Donald. Appreciate it. Uh, so, I think this will be the end of this week. I, I haven't eaten dinner yet. So, I, I had a later, bigger lunch, and one of the medicines that I'm on makes it so that I can't overeat or also get heartburn, but I'm at the point now where I'm a little hungry. Uh, so, I may go eat myself a sandwich. Uh, Aaron, I only like pickled pickles. I like pickled a lot of things, but yeah, pickled pickles are always good. Um, spicy or not, I like spicy pickles. Spicy pickles are yummy too. Um, it may be possible that I might pop on Twitch for a little bit after I eat. I don't know. Probably not though. Um, probably not. Um, if I do go on Twitch um, for to do some gaming stuff, maybe it will be after the concert tomorrow. Um, I'm going to go see the Dan Band. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Dan Band, they do covers of songs and uh, mostly songs that uh, uh, are sung by women. Um, so, like, you know, they'll do Total Eclipse of the Heart, um, but they'll do it like I've done. I've done that in karaoke, like the Dan Band, like because and he'll he'll randomly throw that word in the middle of it. Like, if you haven't seen um, Old School or many of the other movies that they've been in, is like. Once upon a time, I was falling in love. Now I'm fucking falling apart. Like that. That's that's the Dan Band. 
Uh, so I'm going to be looking forward to that tomorrow. I, I just bit the bullet. I was like, I'm here in concert. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, hey, Cassie, do you want to go see the Dan Band with me on Thursday? She's like, sure, why not? I'm like, okay, we're going to the Dan Band. So uh, I spoiled myself this week. So anyway, thank you very much for those who did Buy Me Ciders this week. Thank you for everyone who subscribed this week as well. Again, please make sure to go to the Grow Left video that I linked to in this video description or I linked to in chat. Make sure to uh, like that video, share it with your friends. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. Follow me all the places besides here, Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Liberal Dan as well. Uh, until next Wednesday, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Off to the left, that's right. <laughs> <laughs>